so uh, Craig, Drew, uh, and I watched uh, <coughs> Evolution the other night. I'm not familiar. It's like a, <laughs> a comedy uh, from yeah. 2001. I mean, it starts out like it could very well be like an X-Files episode for like the first 20 minutes. Right. Like with like Agent Mulder and everything because David Duchovny is in this movie. Oh. Um, and It's got an amazing cast. David Duchovny, Julianne Moore. Orlando um, Jones. Sean William Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it just takes this like weird turn like all of a sudden where it's just like becomes a super like hardcore pratfall like, like. Yeah. Weird. Like toilet humor comedy thing. It's like they like, didn't have writers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like, you know, how did this get made material or like, you know, ironically bad or anything. It's just, yeah. It's still weird. It's weird. Like, weird. Yeah. That I have to. It's quotable. It's like a movie that very quickly, like, like doesn't realize its potential. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, oh like this could be something interesting. It's like about this meteor that comes down and like this ooze that just like was rapidly evolving, and it starts as like a single cell organism and then like rapidly evolves into like an entire ecosystem within itself. And it could have been this very interesting thing, and then it was just like, no, we're just gonna. Instead, have a bunch of like this into like a gross comedy yeah this is one of those poop and fart joke our way through this one yeah <laughs> yeah uh, are you ready guys yeah. yeah all right hey hey everyone uh welcome to yet another episode of i want you to watch this i'm your host as always i'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts colin how are you colin well with a, a feel-good movie like this i i'm great dennis <laughs> right oh. just a bright shiny sunny idea on the top of your head to wake up in the morning right <laughs> How about you, Craig? How you doing? Oh yeah, you know it's uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not living in the city of God, so I guess I'm doing pretty <laughs> yes, well. Right, narratively <laughs> <laughs> doing both pretty. Uh, I mean, really fantastic. Feeling don't live in a Rio slum. Yep. So yeah. uh, we're doing City of God as our review. It's a uh, 2002, 2003. I've heard mixed uh, release dates. It came out around then. Um, uh, it's a Brazilian film. Colin, do you have a, a director for me? Uh, Fernando Morelos. Fernando um, Morelos. Co-directed by Katia Lund. And, oh, sweet. Um, and it is both. It is both. Released in Brazil in 2002, worldwide 2003. Sweet. Um, so it was pretty popular when it came out. Extremely so. Won a couple Oscars. Um, uh, it was nominated for yeah. four Oscars. Oh, too. nominated. Yeah. Right on. Um... And uh, I've never seen it, and I never, I totally forgot what it was all about. And I picked this kind of blindly from like a list of foreign films on Netflix. So I was like, it was like top 20 foreign films. And I was like, hey, I heard City of God is good. Let's do that. And then it was like, oh, it's this movie. Yeah. And um, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll kick it off. It's a, um, well, it's, it's kind of a, it's a gangster movie, I guess, about like uh, these like drug cartel kind of th- like how drug cartels get started in like this favela of rio called city of god and it uh it starts off um kind of in the 60s when um our main character rocket is a kid and he's played by alexandra rodriguez and by the way the whole cast of this movie like i mean nearly all of it save for like i think one or two actors are kids that grew up and live in the favelas um and that's fucking it's amazing um but anyways, it uh, it's about our main character Rocket when he's like a young boy in the '60s, and his older brother uh, Goose is in this uh, kind of a trio of gang called the Tender Trio, along with um, these older kids Shaggy and Clipper, and the three of them they like 
uh, do like petty crimes, like rob. They like there's one instance where they rob a, a gas, like a what is it, like a propane truck. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then they like, give it out to everyone, and like I mean, they, these people are so fucking poor that they have to rob these things in order to like have their families get by type of situation, um, and it kind of like they kind of get like more into heavier crimes and like rope some of the younger kids into the, into it, like for the kids from Rocket's generation, and uh, one of them being uh, Lil uh, Dice, and uh, he comes to to be important later on. <laughs> and uh, he he's actually taken out onto this one specific run where they rob a uh, what is it like a burlesque? Well, no, house? It, it was his idea. Oh, yeah. it was a little, yeah. Dice's, little idea. Dice's idea to rob what's a hotel, but I couldn't tell in the movie if it was a hotel or if it was a brothel. They it, called it. Like a, a, I called it both at one point. So I think it was like a hotel that was kind of like a front for a brothel, right? And so um, the tender trio they rob it. They they leave. Um, little dice behind to kind of like watch the entrance or whatever and they like go in and like beat the crap out of the people that are there and like take all the money from like all the prostitutes and like all the people that are like all the johns that are there and um then they hear a gunshot and so they figure the cops are there and so they haul ass and they steal a car on the way and they can't find little dice little dice has disappeared and they uh drive the car back to city of god and they ended up wrecking it because like they're being chased by by the police and um, they tell everyone that like saw the wreck, like not like don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone like what what you saw. And they go into hiding in City of God. And so this begins this like a whole like kind of like era in this movie. This movie is very stylized, by the way. And so yeah, and, and what you're not mentioning is that the timeline is also fractured. Like, oh, we extremely. begin in the future and then we flash back to the right. 60s and we're like moving all around about throughout time. Yeah, I was just leaving that part out. Just oh to... yeah, because for the sake of not being super right. confusing, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um. It's it, it is it's style and it's also stylized in the way that like things happen really fast and like um and just like the timeline doesn't really make sense considering like their age and everything it's just like it it, it makes sense while you're watching it but it's as I'm explaining it it's probably not gonna make well much it's like because even within like you know these flashback moments they'll be like well here's a further like little like snippet of flashback that we're just gonna do over like the next minute with. Uh, narration expositing over like a scene that's happening right yeah, so it's gonna no. be like oh here's this person's story real quick before we jump back into the flashback that is like the prequel to the main story and sometimes they'll even <laughs> say here's this character but now it's not the time to tell their story yeah. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll like keep going and then later on we're like now we'll tell this person's story yeah. that's what great just a while ago it's and, and it, it plays out to be like some weird comedy that like it kind of plays out weirdly in, in this movie. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, there's one particular moment I'm thinking about. But anyways, um, so the Tender Trio is like in hiding in the city of God. And um, one of the, oh gosh, what's it? I forget his name. Uh, one of the residents of city of God rats on him. And uh, he he tells he tells the cops that like where they are. And so the cops like start narrowing down on him. And eventually, I'll, I'm skipping over a bunch of stuff, but uh, eventually... They get um, Shaggy gets shot and killed, and so then the Tender Trio is like pretty much over, and it's like Age of Crime, I guess, is like kind of how this movie's presenting it, is like coming to an end. And um, towards the end of it, Goose is running away. He's leaving City of God after getting in a fight with his family, and um, he uh, r runs across Little Dice, thinking Little Dice has got like taken by the cops or like killed or something, and he's and he sees Little Dice with like not a Little Dice, but Little Dice is with his friend Benny. And uh, they have a shit ton of money. And Goose is like, what the fuck are you doing with all that money? Like, that money's ours. Like, come on. Like, go home. And because his little dice is a little kid. He's like eight or so. Six yeah. even. And, um, well, I mean, they're all really young. But anyways, he takes the money. And then um, 
he that that scene kind of ends there <laughs> and uh then it flashes forward doesn't it flash forward at this point into this, the 70s yeah and then we see that little dice is starting to become like a crime lord right it goes through his whole thing favelas and everything okay well, so i believe yes. he, he's changed his name at this point hasn't yeah, he? he's now little zay well it, it, it goes from there into like in the, then it introduces like the whole backstory of little dice because then it goes into like the fact that when they robbed the brothel little dice actually shot everyone after the tender trio left Which it. I knew as soon as I saw Oh this, yeah, yeah, same oh, here. Yeah. I was like, oh, 100%. for sure. It's like, that, oh, that kid is fucked up. up. <laughs> and so it introduces this whole thing where like, he's a murderous asshole. And he's an absolute psychopath. He's the oh, reason yeah. this like, movie exists. Like, this movie could be retitled The Maniac That Is Lil Zay. And like, I mean, seriously, he's the reason all this shit has happened. Not, not to mention the whole fucking situation of living in the shitty favelas and, you know, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, but he's but well, he's most, like it's so funny because you're saying that this movie is about um, Rocket, and I don't disagree because it's like a, a supposedly his true story. But most of the movie focuses on Little Zay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he's the catalyst for like most of the swings that like this favela takes. So he's like the reason why like they experience like you know a few years of like peace because he goes around and kills all the rival drug dealers. And like one of the first things that he does is takes over every corner on the like you know in the blocks and then he comes back and then essentially there's like you know it's pretty peaceful because he runs everything well yeah we'll, and then, we'll, we'll get we'll, yeah. we'll get to that like so he's it goes with the whole story where like he like takes over like he starts getting into his whole crime thing and it it shows this backstory of how he actually killed rocket's older brother goose right after goose took his money and um and so rocket hates him <laughs> to say the least he doesn't want anything to do with being a hood and he doesn't want anything to do with like any of the crime or anything like rocket wants to be a photographer and he learns that in this following scene when he hooks up with these uh like group of hippies i guess is what they call themselves and he like falls in love with this one girl angelica who's like hanging out with this one guy tio right was, was that his name tiago tiago yeah. yeah that's right and um and so they i mean it's kind of showing that like all these people know each other because they all grew up in the same neighborhood and it's the 70s and they're like a decade older than they were like in the previous instance you know and so they're probably what like 16 17 or so at this point and uh it's the rise of of a uh, little uh dice into Lil zay he becomes Lil zay and he, uh, as Craig said, he kills pretty much every like drug lord in the in the whole neighborhood, save Almost. save yeah, Carrot. Yeah. And uh, uh, Carrot is like he he was like he's older than Zay, and he's been like around for a while, and he's like more he's not a maniac. Is kind of Carrot's whole mo is that he's kind of a fair drug lord. <laughs> boss. Well, no, he's not because I mean it's like. Well, he doesn't become later on, but like at the beginning, it's like I mean, relative to Lil well, no, Zay, because even not... then, it's like you know, like all of like the kids like that he runs are like causing chaos and stealing from like the that's Lil people Zay. In the, sl- the runs no, are ran by Lil Zay. No, no, no they're not. No, they're the run by Carrot. Run by Carrot. Carrot? That's why he yeah. goes to Carrot in the first place is to tell him to stop having the kids steal from like the slums and the poor oh. people. Yeah, so like he's got his own shit. He's like not like out like just like murdering people, but he has like all of, like these little like they're called runs. And he, right. like, is training them up to be, like, little pickpockets and things like that. And they're just going through and, like, stealing right. things from, like, everybody. So, so anyways, like, there's a lot of tension between Carrot and Lil Zay. Because, like, they're the only two drug overlords of this whole thing. And the only reason why they're not killing each other is because of Benny. Benny is friends with both. And Benny's, like, real tight friends with Lil Zay. 
and is uh, really good friends with Carrot and Benny is kind of like he's the nice guy in the whole situation he's he's really good to everyone he's not a maniac like sure he kills people like sure he's a gang member sure he's a cocaine dealer but like come on but he's like the nice guy he's the one like kind of decent dude yeah Yeah. like he even like steals Angelica away from our main character Rocket and you don't even really care that much because Benny's just that cool of a dude um and anyways so it kind of develops that like Benny's fallen in love with Angelica and he wants to get out of the whole crime scene and he throws his last big party and um uh long story short um Lil Zay and Benny get in a fight over Benny leaving and uh there's a scuffle and everything and someone that was trying to take vengeance on Lil Zay tries to shoot Lil Zay while they're fighting and accidentally shoots Benny and kills Benny. Yeah, that's Blackie, that's who's Blackie. like a that's member right. of Carrot's gang. Yeah. And yeah, he, he goes and he's um, going to this big going away party for Benny and he yeah, he's trying to kill um, kill Lil Zay like kind of discreetly like while everyone's like, like partying and like there's strobe lights going on and yeah he takes the shot and ends up killing benny yeah and he ends up killing benny and then he goes back to carrot and tells what he's done and carrot immediately kills him because benny was the shit and, and benny the was the reason that like carrot was still alive there was still peace right <laughs> yeah. and so enter um knockout ned's story knockout ned is kind of what what he's like an ex-military guy an older old older person who's like on the straight and narrow um, like, yeah, he like has a job. Just yeah, he's a legitimate, on a bus. He's a peaceful, peace and love loving dude. He hasn't done anything, but he crosses Lil Zay in the wrong way, where psh, didn't do anything. Lil Zay uh, rapes his girlfriend, um, and uh, starts a and so and basically knockout Ned gets involved with him because not only does. Lil Zay rape his girlfriend, but then comes back and murders half his family, kills his brother and his uncle in his house. And so Knockout Ned takes wants to take vengeance out on uh, Lil Zay, and so he joins up with Carrot, which begins the war and like begins like the third act, which is 1980. And uh, yeah, it's fucking terrible. It, yeah, it's just like these two drug gangs are completely at war with each other, and the whole slum is just a war zone of everyone dying and like children murdering each other, like small children being given guns and murdering each other. It, it's yeah right in it just it's relentless yeah and it's presented in a way where it's just like i mean nothing is going to change the situation you know it's just this like perpetual battle and nothing's going to change and uh it kind of progresses into well i'd say well the side story is meanwhile rocket is like kind of he's really trying to check out of the whole fucking gang thing because it's just like you get end up shot and killed if you're involved in it and so he's like working as a paper boy trying to become the uh, a photographer which he's always wanted to be and uh he ends up uh taking a photo of um because Lil Zay is coked out of his brain. <laughs> and uh, he he's getting obsessed with like the newspapers or whatever and the coverage of the war and everything. And he wants to be represented and he hears well, that. Yeah, because Knockout Ned gets arrested at one point. That's right. And so his picture is in the paper and Lil Zay is like, why isn't my why picture, is my picture in the picture? paper? Yeah. Right. And so then he hears a rocket as a photographer. And so he's like, take my picture. And this, uh, this is something that I want to talk about is like, is uh, how um, Lil Zay, he knows who Rocket is. He grew up with him. But whenever he comes across him, he's always like, who are you? What's your name, kid? 
And so he's like, who are you, kid? And it's just a total power fucking move, you know? Like, he knows exactly who Rocket is. And, uh, yeah, it's... Ugh. Anyways, um, coming to the end of the story, like, uh, so Rocket takes a photo of, of Lil Zay's gang, and it makes it into the papers on the front page. And um, uh, it ca- this is kind of the point where it catches up with the beginning, the very beginning. Yeah, well, Rocket, it ends up in the papers because Rocket... Um was taking these photos and he gets them developed by his friend who works at the paper and they're sitting there and a uh, female reporter just picks up those photos and right. runs with them and Rock is upset because he thinks he's going to be killed because those papers ran in the paper right. and he like has to stay with this reporter and then mm. they send him back into the slums to see if he can get more pictures. Right. And this is when like he's he's there to take pic- like more pictures of the war and everything and there's a, he stumbles upon this loose chicken that Lil Zay and his gang is trying to catch, and uh, so he's caught in the middle of it where he's like Lil Zay's like, "Hey kid, pick up, get that chicken, catch the chicken." And he's like pretty much brandishing a gun at him, like telling him to do it, and so he's like getting down to do it, and suddenly the cops show up at the other end of the alley, and it starts this like standoff between them, and kind of uh, long story short, they. The, there's this huge chase scene and gunfight and everything and um, well the cops back down because they're outgunned well, right, but then, that's right. uh, but then but Ned then shows up Ned shows up and then right. that's when the that's when the shooting starts that's right. because so Ned then, shows up with all his people and so so then the that whole fight kicks off and uh, it ends with um, Tiago gets killed um, Carrot gets arrested and so does Lil Zay actually. But Lil, yeah, Lil, Lil Zay Zay's... gets pulled off to the side by the cops and like they make a deal with them and it turns out that the cops are the weapons supplier and they're pissed off at Lil Zay because Lil Zay reneged on a deal with them and they owe them a lot of and Lil Zay owes them a lot of money. And so uh basically they take all the money from Lil Zay and the ruts now, they like all the kids basically that have been working for Lil Zay, they see this happen and they they like know that like this is their time to kind of take over and they just murder little zay and they take over as the the new gang and they're actually and rocket is like discreetly getting pictures of all of yeah this. rocket's taking yeah. photos of all of this and um it, it kind of it ends where these kids start their own gang and uh this is an actual i mean this is all based off of a true story by the way and, it's um, all based off the true story of the photographer, right? Right. And 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 those kids actually turn out to be the. It's like the most dangerous gang in the favelas of Rio de Janeiro. They're called the Red Command. Yeah. And um, they uh, they're yeah terrible. And this is technically their origin story. Yeah. Um, oh, and then we also forgot that uh, was it Ned. Um, gets killed uh by oh yeah yeah there's a lot of side stories that I well yeah because yeah that's like yeah that's like a whole nother side story is like because like as ned was coming up and like starting to get into like the gang things like he right. was at first saying you know we're not going to kill innocent people and then uh you know there was one time where uh someone starts to pull a gun on him and like one of his buddies uh and then like carrot kills that guy to right. protect uh ned and then later they're like robbing a bank and someone else tries to shoot ned and he kills the security guard who turns out to be the father of like another character that we've been kind of following throughout this movie um is he ever named yeah uh otto oh octavio Octavio. yeah um and so yeah he uh has like joined up with 
uh, Ned's gang for like the time being, like just for the so purpose yeah, of killing just, Ned. Side yeah, him. and like right. at this point, he's already shot. He already shot little Zay at some point, like in the side. Like he was like hiding behind him while he was like yeah, he shot Ned in the down. side, and that's how Ned got arrested. No, no, he shot little Zay. No, that was Ned that got shot. That's how Ned got. No, at the after. end, that's at the end. He shoots Ned, but there's an earlier scene where he also shoots. Well, that Sam. was that was the earlier scene where he shoots Ned. That's when Ned gets arrested, and then Zay gets pissed off that Ned's photos are in the in the newspaper. Because because that like that's where that whole flashes back that he that Octavio was was hiding in the bushes or whatever. Yeah, he was oh, hiding okay. in the alleyway. Yeah, and when, he shot. Yeah, he shot Ned before. That's okay. Yeah. So yeah, now he's like finally gets him like when he's actually dying too because he's been shot so right. it's oh god there's so much death in this it's movie. just so sad you know <sighs> i mean it's a lot of like the wire elements in this movie that's, that's what i kind of thought too is like this is a lot like the fourth and fifth seasons of the wire where it's it? just this perpetual beast of sadness and like it kind of felt like uh but it's also showing you like the cyclical nature that's what i'm saying this it's like, perpetual yeah. it's just like like there's this constant generation of just like you know, as soon as like this older, you know, generation of gangsters dies, there's a f- their their younger brothers are right there to take their place, and there's like it never changes, and, and it, that there's seemingly no way out for these kids. No, there isn't. It's and I mean, even if it is good, like fuck. It's, I know. Well, that's it's, like the entire like tagline of the movie. It's like what is it? Uh. Because he says it, like, at the end, too, where it's like, you know, if I stay, if I run, they'll get me. If I stay, they'll get me. And it's kind of like, you know. Oh, right. He says that at kind of at the beginning of the movie or. Like, yeah, he says it at the beginning and then he says it at the or... end. And then I think it was actually, like, the tagline for the movie. It's like, you know, like, if you like, if you run, they'll get you. If you stay. Yeah. Um, I can't translate <laughs> from, from Brazilian or Portuguese very well. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this kind of felt like. Uh, it was like uh, Freaks and Geeks meets Lord of the Flies. Like, it was like this weird thing where it was like kind of like this like little slice of life type of like, like it was like these kids and like they're all like, you know, teenagers and right. they're like, you know, like they're friends and, you know, like they're like, you know, you know, of course they're like, you know, like drinking and doing drugs and, you know, things like that because they're like not only teens, but they're like also teens in like this like extremely like you know impoverished and yeah, like, like the poorest <laughs> place I, would, on the I would agree but i would instead of being freaks and geeks meets lord of the flies it's like goodfellas meets lord of the flies <laughs> it was like brazilian really really sad goodfellas well yeah i mean so much like narration and like i well i felt like at least through like you know yeah, like the whole like with that. like at least like while benny was still alive it was like at least kind of like this like it was kind of like these kids who were, you know, out of place in the world and like didn't and were just kind of like find their way. And it w- it did kind of like come off as like almost like a high school like kind of like teen dramedy type of thing with like some of the interactions that there were, except like at a whole other level of like just like beyond right. <laughs> in terms of like what was happening like violently and and it was just yeah, it it was it was this weird thing where it was like, like from the beginning, I was like really shocked like by all this stuff that was happening, and I was like, oh, like this whole movie is is very much like this, and and that violence that like is shocking at the beginning kind of is like, oh well, like it's expected by the end almost, like it's almost like well, this is just the way this world is, right? And so it was like, yeah, like the first time you know you see like 
you know, like uh, like when you see, damn it, why am I? <laughs> Uh, little Zay. Um, when he's little dice and he's yeah, just, when like, he's gleefully murdering people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's like holy shit. And then like by the end, it's like all these like little kids are just like shooting like this, like shooting him. Yeah, yeah by the like, end if... when it's like the runts, you're kind of like, oh, that's just the world that has been established here. This is really one of those movies that I'm glad to have seen once. Yeah, yep. this... like it's... this falls in that category it, for sure. It's really good, but it's difficult to sit through. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not pleasant. It's. It's. But it's a bit, hard to take your eyes away from. It, too. it is. Like, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's beautifully shot. I love the colors. Yeah, one of the Oscar nominations was for like the cinematography, and and, it and shows. deservedly so. Right. And 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 I feel like it's easier to watch compared to like Requiem for a Dream, which is more like nails on a chalkboard to me. Just like as far as the tenor of the movie. I don't know. I I yeah, I, I, I feel it. like this is like worse. Like just because it's like. First of all, Requiem, they're all adults. Like, yeah, they're all I, adults there's fucking that up element, their own. But, like, like, there's, like, this whole psychosis thing where, like, you feel fucking crazy going through that movie. Whereas yeah, this is, like... This too, though. No, I, yeah, felt, I, I, I felt... I was, like, I was, was deeply was uncomfortable throughout most of this movie. Like, I was... Like, I, I was, like... I felt, like, like physically, like, affected by yeah. Like, oh, yeah. moments of this movie. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, like, fucked up by it. And I haven't been <laughs> stopped from, like, thinking about it all night. But, like... I just feel like I don't know. It's just like, like, like for instance, like it's 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 cut in such a it's such a very smart way. I feel like it kind of pulled me out of it in in one instance when uh when uh, uh knockout Ned gets attacked and he's like with his family and they're like oh my god like what like that guy's a maniac you know I'm surprised you're still alive and he's like. Yeah, I am too. Like, why didn't he kill me? And then I cut over to Lil Zane. And he's like, like, why didn't I kill that guy? And then, like, they turn around and, like, go and kill him, you know? And, like, (laughs) the movie, it's filled with shit like that. Well, it's it's just like, whereas, like, versus, like, Requiem for a Dream, it's like these, like, jarring, like, depictions of, like, being drug addled and not knowing what reality you're in and, like, being, like, at such a victim of your, your mind and everything that, like, you as a viewer is just, like, you can't step out of it. Whereas this, I felt like it was more of like a documentary level of like, shit's fucked, and like I, I this is a window into it, and it's cutting away to give that manic a, a thing, but like, well, I don't know. I feel like uh, you know a few things in terms of like those differences. Like I feel like it definitely could be um, the fact that Requiem for a Dream has a lot less characters that they're focusing on, so they can center in and kind of like bore down like into like some of those things that you're talking about in terms of like how characters personally are feeling or like their perspective whereas this movie does a lot more jumping around uh and so i feel like you kind of get like a broader i feel like you kind of get this broader like sense of like how like everyone in this movie is affected by their environment whereas like in Requiem for a dream you kind of you're personally feeling like the characters are feeling and so, like, yeah, I can see, like, where you're getting at in terms of, in terms of, like, having, having a little bit more, like, uh, investment in, you know, certain characters within Requiem for a Dream. Uh, I, I don't know. They're both, they're both, like, just really but, different. But uh, for me, they're both equally affecting and equally disturbing, but in, in different ways. Yeah. Like, Requiem for a Dream, right. and, like, you're right, and, like, we bear down into, like, what this is actually like for these characters. This one, it's it's so manic, and it's in the editing and in the storytelling and in like the way it jumps all over the place, and it's constantly with the violence with all of these little kids and stuff. To where at the same time, it's equally as affecting to me, but 
in a different way. Right. Like, I, I would say this is just as powerful a movie as Requiem for Oh, oh, yeah. This is well, an extremely yeah, powerful movie. Yeah, the points that, you know, each movie is trying to make in terms of, you know, like, I feel like this one is, again, like, City of God is more about how, like, this environment, like, brings up people, like, in this certain way, whereas, like, the same thing can be said about Requiem for a Dream, but it's more just, like, Requiem for the Dream drugs, is just about like, how addiction <laughs> yeah. is this, like, right. powerful it, force, but... Yeah, it's it's like Requiem is like a is a story about one of the users that's buying from one of these cartels that's told in this movie, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like the story of like Bubbles friend in the wire, you know. It's a good <laughs> Yeah, it's like the story of Johnny from the wire. Yeah. Was, it's, totally. <laughs> and and it's sad. It's fucking sad. But yeah, it was, it's a much more broader story. Or or it's that um the kid in the wire who ends up becoming the new bubbles in season five. Oh yeah, oh god. What's his name? Oh, what is it? Washington or oh, I forget. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, movie beautifully shot. Um, is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it was shot in the favelas. It wasn't shot in City of God because City of God is way too dangerous to do something like that. Yeah. Um, so they shot an adjacent favela, but it was still super dangerous. Uh. There was a quote from a from the director saying that if I knew how dangerous it was going to be, I wouldn't have done it. Um, he yeah, and uh, he casts this whole movie. He wanted this mo- movie one hundred percent casted by kids from the slum, uh, save for um, Carrot and Knockout Ned. It is yeah. uh, Knockout Ned is from this area, but he is but like, he's also like a big uh, like music star, right? He he was also in Life Aquatic. If you've seen that, um, the Wes Anderson movie, he's the musician in that movie. There's a lot of things um, just from this movie being cast from actual people from the slums that like affect the screenplay and like um, the way the movie turns out. Like the scene where they're praying was not scripted. That was actually something from these kids from the slums going to the director saying, "Hey, are we gonna pray like we do before?" Like the kids who were actually in the gang say, "Like before we would go on a big fight like this, we would always pray." Right. I was actually just thinking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, let's pray before our killing spree. <laughs> like, it's just like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like. Right. Just, again, like, ingrained. Like, it's it's like this is like this was their life. Like, this was like how they lived their lives. And, and it's like, yeah, like, when your entire life is just like nothing but like violence and like just trying to get by until like the next day or like, you know, then yeah, like sure you, you do things that, you know, people like in probably yourself, you know, probably (laughs) don't think are very godly things to do. But at the same time, it's like, I have to get out there and do that. So I hope that I have some protection and someone looking out for me, like while I'm out there, like some, if there's anybody up there, like, I hope they're looking out for me because... I'm gonna not die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another example of that, uh, of how, like, the real life is leaking into the screenplay of this movie is um, when uh, Rocket is with the uh, news reporter and it's like, uh, he's... They're, like, totally gonna go have sex. (laughs) And uh, they're, like, talking off screen about uh, showers. And uh, he asks her, like, do you have any hot water? And she's like, of course, you know. I was like, didn't you? And he's like, no, like... Like we had to heat up a pot of pan or whatever, and, and but anyways, the whole dialogue is is actually just from the actors talking off screen, and they're just talking like yeah, they, they were supposedly right. off camera. Yeah, they were yeah. completely off camera, and it was it wasn't even it was just a recording of like 
the actors talking like like about each other's lives and it was the kid explaining like how how he grew how he lives like no we don't have hot water like wow like that's cool that you do <laughs> um yeah no it's uh it's intense i mean this movie is about the favelas in the you know 70s and 80s and 60s but i mean shit this was shot in the late 90s early 2000s and hasn't changed at all there it's really really sad i know <laughs> that's just i my wife came home yesterday afternoon and she was like what movie did you watch because i was watching for this and then i told her about it and she goes oh so like a real uplifting film then like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the feel-good movie of 2000 years uh do you know how it did as oh yeah far as, um, um numbers it actually did quite well oh yeah actually um i got a little bit um, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is that uh, you don't hear much mo- like foreign films in the way of from South America, and yeah. so I really wanted to get a South American film. It had a budget of three million and a worldwide gross of seven million. Um, it has a eight point C eight point C eight point seven on IMDb, ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes, and a ninety seven percent Audience Tomatoes. Right on. Wait, I'm showing Wikipedia has box office at thirty million. Thirty point six. That might be the more accurate one. Mine was from IMDb. Mm. Yeah. So that's a little. That's a pretty big. A, <laughs> big disparity there. Yeah. <laughs> thirty million or three million. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you said what it was well, a budget seven of three and a gross of seven. seven. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm showing on I am or on Wiki three point three budget three thirty point six box office. Hmm. Maybe one's like global and one's local. Anyways, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, happy film. Oh yeah, mine's just the U.S. Oh. Okay, there you go. Um, so yeah, sorry for the hard right into uh, <laughs> super depressingness. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ugh, I started this and it was like, <laughs> at first I was like, oh wait, I was like, I was thinking about this movie and I was like watching and I was like, oh god, this is like gonna be one of those movies that makes me like angry and then i was like oh wait no it's brazil let's see what this is about and i was like oh no it just made me really sad (laughs) and it was just uh (laughs) (laughs) yep Yep. yeah it was like it was crazy like um yeah not knowing like a whole lot about like you know south american you know cultures especially like you know brazil like in depth um yeah, it's really weird. Like, I mean, I know I know that like pretty much around the world, like black is kind of not really the thing you want to be. And it was just kind of like really weird to see like a lot of those like same things like, you know, like people being called like the N-word like and and like it was just like, "Oh, like that's uh that's just like one of those things where it's like I was not expecting like I don't really know what I was expecting from this movie at all, but it was just like one of those things where it's like, "Okay, well, that's shitty that being black like pretty much anywhere is just well i mean even shittier than being like yeah. <laughs> already like a- a- poor yeah. where you are the the african-americans <laughs> of south africa got there because of the slave trade yeah like got north america, so it's the whole racist sub you know context throughout this fucked up planet that we live on yeah um the one last note that i have is i really liked um 
the tracking shot that's a POV through Rocket's camera mm. at the end oh, of the movie. Yeah. Like, that was really artful and, like, a cool little part that, like, took me out of my sadness for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I Oh, I just want to kind of end on that, that these kids did such a fantastic job. Oh, they yeah. They really movie. did. Yeah, for just being kids from the slums, like, they did an amazing job. In this yeah, movie. like, um, they're just... They're really knocked it out of the park. Um, round of applause to the kids. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything else to say about this happy fun time? Cause, uh, I'm kinda no, dead. I mean, really, it is a great movie. No, it's it, great. And it's... I like highly recommend it. And I'm glad I picked it. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad, glad I've seen it. But I, it, yeah, I don't need to see it again. It's yeah. just really sad. Yeah, it's I mean, really I think sad. it's definitely a good movie to see just because... I don't think, like, anything like this could ever come out of America. Like, there's just, like, at, like even, like, at the worst, like, the worst of what it is in America, like, like there's not really, like, child gangs running around. No, like, that's fully, what like, makes, armed. like... And, like, and, and it's, like, that's one of those things where it's just, like, like we, we even, like... Like, not to, you know, say that, you know, people's problems aren't relevant or anything like that, but it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you watch a movie like this and it really kind of puts things in perspective a little bit in terms of, like, oh, shit, like... Wait, like, like American poverty is way different than Brazilian poverty. Yeah, yeah, even, like, even poverty in America is, like, is, like, cushy compared to, like, yeah, poverty in Rio, like, poverty in, you know, like... (laughs) you know, third world countries, poverty and like, you know, parts of China or, you know, like, it's just like so crazy, like how different like that is and how even in like, like the, the problems that we have here in America, like there are still like, yeah, there's like, it could be so much worse. (laughs) Not that it shouldn't be better, but it could be worse. Right. No, it's, um, yep. (laughs) It's pretty nice here relative. Uh, so yeah. Um, Barring anything else to say about uh, City of God, outside of if you haven't seen it already, go see it. Um, yeah. It's really good. Sorry that uh, we don't really have much wind in our sails. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that kind of wraps up our review of City of God. Um, do you guys have, we haven't really announced what we were doing. Do you, have you guys picked uh, what your uh, re- movie reviews are going to be? I still have not, actually. I was thinking of um, The Handmaiden. The Handmaiden. Yes. The oh. uh, latest movie from the director of Old Boy. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Drew's been trying to get me to watch yeah, that. Yeah, so. he's been recommending it to me as well, so uh, I was going to pick that one. I was, yeah, I was about to do that one, but um, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of that. So sweet. We'll do uh, Handmaiden uh, next. Um, and uh, any questions or omissions from um, Ear Omissions from Bahubali? Um, uh No, it just continues no, to just... be... Again, amazing it's so cool <laughs> uh i i'd just like to say shout out to um we have a we've we've gotten some uh some fans from that movie the some fans of bahubali and uh gosh i don't have his name right now craig are you uh pulling up twitter on like a awesome person right now oh sure let me do that <laughs> i'd just like to give this guy a shout yeah out because, because it was some... it was awesome of him to come on and recommend other things yeah, to yeah. us like based on our right. of bahubali and and like, uh, I'm glad that we're getting people like in that's other... like the purpose of this podcast yeah. and it's great and uh, and I, I hope to see more of that like I, I uh, and this is gonna be an example because we're gonna totally review this movie that he's gonna that he uh, suggested for us um, as soon as I can find it's it. another SS Ram Rajamuli 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 movie yeah. 
Um, and uh... <laughs> uh, here we go. It was let's see. It looks like Pranil. And the movie that he recommended to us is I'm probably going to butcher this, but I believe it's Maki. M A double K H I. And yeah, apparently that's on Netflix as well. So we'll definitely have to check that one out because he says it's better than Bahubali. And so that's something I definitely want to put to the test. (laughs) See if if he's right about that. So shout out to Pranil for that recommendation. Uh, We will review this. Uh, Just saying that. Like, uh, I kind of want to put that out there to all listeners that you, if you have a movie that you're like, ooh, I want more people to watch this. No one's watched this. Send it to us. We'll check it out. We'll review it. It'll be a good, good time. Um, so yeah, that's all I really got to say about the whole Bahubali awesomeness, except for that it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you still haven't watched Bahubali, go watch Bahubali. Yeah, go see it. Or at least give it a shot. Um, all right. Uh, any recommendations that we yes, have? Yes, What do you I got? Do. Uh, and it's kind of along the same vein, except it's a lot more lighthearted and American. Uh, it's called uh, Deidre and Lainey Rob a Train, and it is a Netflix original movie. Uh, it is about uh, two young girls who uh, their mother ends up going to jail, and they're, uh, they rob trains to try and or they rob a train multiple times to try and like keep groceries in their fridge and keep uh, child protective services from like putting, uh, cause one of them is 18 and then she has a younger sister and a younger brother. And so she's like trying to take care of them to keep child protective services from putting them into foster care. Um, And yeah, it's like, it's like a a story of uh, a a lot more lighthearted story of, um, of yeah, people needing to do things like for like, you know, out of like living in poverty and trying to make ends meet and how those things aren't always legal because the options that they are given within the system are not effective. And so they have to right. make do on their own. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, D- uh, Deidre and Lainey Rob a Train, Netflix original, pretty awesome. Check it out. Right on. Uh, what you got, Colin? My recommendation is going to be about as far from this movie as you can get. I'm going to recommend a sitcom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Good Place. Uh, the first season is on Netflix right now. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really? Uh, yeah. It looks so it's... cheesy. I, I know, but... I was like, I, yeah, I, I... but it's, that's part of the whole thing. Really? It, it's like... Um, uh, the, the premise of it is that Kirsten Bell is like this horrible person who dies and accidentally gets sent to heaven. Oh. Um, but it's like it's not even a religious heaven thing like Ted Danson is like the architect of this neighborhood and he tells her like yeah every religion got it about 5% right but there was this one kid on mushrooms who guessed 90% correctly what the afterlife was and it's full of like this great jokes like that and it's written by mostly people who are writers for Parks and Rec so if you like Parks and Rec chances are uh, chances are chances chances are that you will like the good place but yeah I really really liked it so I would say uh, check it out at least watch an episode or two and, and see if you agree yeah, I was uh, looking at that, and I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like a show that I would like, but I love Kristen Bell. And she's great. <laughs> and Ted Danson is great in it. And um, if you're a fan of How Did This Get Made, like a repeat guest there is Darcy Carden, 
and she plays kind of like the informational assistant like who will just pop up and give you whatever you want and she is fantastically funny <laughs> so excellent yeah check it out i will um all right well i have a i have a video game recommendation uh what just came out is uh, uh divinity original sins 2 it's uh if you are into any classic uh pc rpg um oh man this doesn't get much better than this it's a uh, all turn-based strategy a lot of just fun dialogue real dark story multiplayer it's got the works um knocking it out of the park uh me and cousin drew are playing it right now and we're having a blast oh yeah um yeah other than that um bojack horseman season four. Oh my god season four of bojack horseman <laughs> yeah it's like episode so, two is i know like, you you texted me that like, episode two and i'm already crying and then i got to the second episode i was like yep <laughs> i'm already crying episode two as well and like just the deeper you get into the season the better it gets really? and, and that's just the whole thing with bojack horseman as a whole like the farther you go in the show the better it gets uh, it get, yeah yeah the character development in it is just it's just the best it, it's so great and i have to say that mr peanut butter is one of my favorite characters in any oh yeah, oh, yeah. paul f tompkins time. is one of my favorite people of all time. oh yeah exactly. <laughs> and there's no one who could play that part other than paul f tompkins <laughs> it's like they're like oh we need someone to play like a golden retriever and they're like oh let's get to paul f tompkins <laughs> and he's crushes it he's perfect for it and what's really funny is that he's not necessarily a dog person like he's not like that into dogs but like he has a stand-up bit about like that about how people are like i get it your dog's your buddy and like <laughs> but keep him away from me <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh I think that wraps up our episode episode 41 we didn't uh record anything about how we just did uh 40 episodes and now we're on episode 41 Woo! so Woo-hoo, thank you for listening listeners uh um, yay. yay it's been fun uh we're still having fun doing it so expect yeah. more episodes we're still having fun and you're still the one hey oh. <laughs> and you're still the one because we are having fun so dennis where can they find us oh well they can find us uh on well they can find all of our episodes on soundcloud soundcloud.com forward slash i-w-y-t-w-t um as well as any uh podcast listening apps or websites or smoke signals or um kaleidoscopes or uh, light spectrums or sound spectrums that you can find podcasts on um and if any of those elements and uh, apps are have a review uh, function on it please write us a review it helps uh, spread the word of mouth of our podcast and hey just a old-fashioned word of mouth is the best way to grow an audience in this do-it-yourself adventure because this is do-it-yourself we are making it up as we go along what a year ago all three of us had no idea what a how to do a podcast outside of hitting play on our phones right <laughs> yeah yep. that's yeah that's how the first episode happened yeah that was cool <laughs> um and uh <laughs> so anyways uh that would be awesome if you wrote us a review um and just say some really friendly talk to your friends uh, any any movie friends that you know uh, tell us about tell them about us um you can follow us individually on uh, twitter uh at iw yeah, you can follow the podcast <laughs> hey on twitter at iwytwt as well as each of each one of us individually on twitter i am at the debucks i am at cullen munch i am at catharticus and uh, you i'm not gonna talk about our facebook page until i fucking reinvent that thing um <laughs> because i hate how it is right now 
but it will uh it will kind of function as a hub uh, i i want to i want to set up something where it's like a community where people can like post like you know funny photos of movies or like movie recommendations of their cell of their own or what have you kind of attract a forum for people to listen to say shit anyways i'm going long-winded again and so i'm gonna wrap this up and uh, join us next week for our review of handmaiden is that the full title uh, i believe it's the handmaiden, the handmaiden. <laughs> um yeah check it out all right thanks for listening Bye.